0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nia's podcast on adulting, feministing and the universe. And it went like this. Hi guys, it's Linnea back here at And it Went Like This podcast. Um, I'm actually bringing you an episode today that I wrote two weeks ago. Uh, and I just didn't have the opportunity to record it. I was at my dad's on the West Coast uh, by the sea and I went swimming and stuff. And I just, like, I, I just lost completely time and place and everything and just uh, ate well, sat in the sun and just, yeah, it was absolutely lovely weather. And uh, and then I went to the mountains uh, in Sweden in the north. I spent like we spent like what 13 hours on the road or something crazy. It was absolutely insane from door to door. So uh, my uh, my aunt uh, uh, and her family, they built a house up there. I can't call it a summer cottage because uh, it's not a cottage, it's a house. And um, not only that, it's uh, not just for summer, it's all year round. So we went hiking and some crazy stuff happened, I can tell you later about. So today's episode is going to be about unemployment. As I said, I wrote it two weeks ago. And uh, so my first, in- the, the intro isn't what happened this week, it's what happened a couple of weeks ago. Here it is, unemployment <laughs> by me, Linnea. I've been positive this week, until I had a fight with my boyfriend about money. Money, the stuff we exchange our time and efforts into cash, or numbers, on our accounts. But money is the concept. On the Pacific island, Yap, the currency was stones. They were out fishing or whatever, exploring, and they found rare, rare stones from another island far away. And the people Yap decided this would be currency. Sometimes it would not even change hands. It would just be a big rock standing in the middle of the village. And everyone just knew that it had changed hands. But it wasn't exchanged for food or simple, cheap things. It was for expensive things or if someone got married and so on. It was their gold standard. Now, I I recently learnt about this, so I might get this a bit wrong, but quickly, this is my version of what a gold standard is, as I understand it. So gold was thought as a finite asset, as in uh, it's not endless, Uh, there's an end to it. So it was used to keep paper and metal money being worth something, having a value. And the, a country would have its own gold reserve to make their currency worth something. So if you print more money with the same gold in your reserve, the paper money would be worth less to other countries. But in England, for example, a £20 note would still be a £20 note. Uh, I'm going to add another thing in here, and it was that after the Second World War, they thought that the European gold reserves were not safe in the in the in Europe. So... Uh, in Europe, so they moved it all to America, so America has all the gold standard, and uh, all the gold, so America has all the gold reserve uh, for Europe, and uh, that's what made the dollar so important, because it's matched then towards the dollar, and that's why we always compare it to the dollar, just a little extra thing there, I'm not going to be talking too much about (laughs) the economy, I promise, Um, so... The next thing I did was that I watched a TED talk with the psychologist Barry Schwartz and he talks about why we work and why our idea of work is broken. <laughs> he talked about it in his TED talk called The Way We Talk About Work Is Broken. <laughs> oh that's funny, <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> Um, so, when the Industrial Revolution came along, the economist and philosopher Adam Smith said, in order to make people do menial and boring tasks, we need to pay them in money to compensate them for their time and effort. But <laughs> Adam Smith also wrote that those who do those jobs will become as boring and menial as those tasks. As in, we become less smart and less of who we are. It changes who we are. So the majority of people aren't happy with just the money compensation. Jobs should be fun, giving, and sometimes even meaningful in order to make us content with our work. And if you listen to a previous episode, you know that content is what I want to. It's what I want to be. Um, so I led that with another TED Talk uh, that I watched for the research on this episode. Uh, and it was with the human rights activist Mohammed Ali. And he talked in his seminar, The Link Between Unemployment and Terrorism. Hmm. <laughs> I can tell you it was a very interesting talk and I rec- I recommend it. Mohammed Ali talks about Somalia where poverty and unemployment is common. He tells a story about a young man that is so poor and like many young people in this country. One day, he is approached by a gentleman who feeds him, houses him, gives him a purpose and a community. A few years later, he blew himself up in Mogadishu, the capital of Somalia. And the gentleman belonged to a terrorist group called Al-Shabaab that has links to Al-Qaeda. Now, I'm not saying that all unemployment is going to resort to terrorism, Muhammad, he talks about what he calls weight hood, and that the young people today are the ones most suffering from this weight hood. And if you cannot afford food or shelter, and someone comes and tells you there is a way out, you you might take it. No matter what it will lead to. Now I am stuck in weight hood. It's been a long, long, long. Ugh. Such a long summer. My industry has crashed and the whole world has been put on hold. In UK, we can now see that the UK's economy has sunk by 20.4%. I mean, that's a record fall in recorded history. And the Bank of England published in their monetary report now in August that in it, They showed that social interactive activities, such as gigs, football, cinema, are all drivers of growth in the UK economy, bigger than any of the other European countries or the US. So unless we get it back on track, the economy will continue to falter. And with a falling, broken economy, there will be, or there is, recession and no work. So going into this and receiving this news today, it's been devastating on a personal level. With over 900 people applying to the same receptionist job in a restaurant in Manchester or Birmingham, it's hard to be positive. The numbers look unchanged of unemployment, but the reports are saying that not everyone isn't asking for support, and that's the, the figure that they, they base it on. So that's just one of the facts that isn't reflected in the UK state's number. So my email address, where you can find me, message me, whatever you want, just talk to me, just saying hi, I like what you do, I don't like what you do, or I would like you to talk about this or whatever, the email address is, and it went like this, podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on all the social medias, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And my tag is, and it went like this podcast. Let's just keep it simple, right, guys? (laughs) Have a nice day, guys. Peace out. This summer has been real difficult Probably the hardest of my life I lost all my work within 15 minutes Through a couple of messages I fell apart Absolutely apart I could not see straight And the sorrow for my work was paralyzing I was like a deep, dark pit That existed within me Which seemed to have no end And no silver lining. Lots of things popped up about how this was the perfect time to start running and get in shape. Get a new hobby, learn a skill or cook a new recipe and just take it easy. (laughs) And introvert people were celebrating about how they enjoyed working from home whilst us extroverts. I don't know if you're an extrovert or an introvert, but I am an extrovert. I was looking for a human connection, and I would trade an arm or a leg for some company. Well, more company, because I still had Kyle. And in the beginning, it was lovely to have time for him, and he had my attention like never before, and he was really enjoying that, and I needed him more than ever. I also listened to the local Community Hero Robin Hutchinson and I made a jingle for him since he inspired me to get out of bed and have a shower and take one day at a time. To accept that today is not a good day, and it's okay. My whole mission was to get better. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was depressed and I felt no joy in everyday things. I wrote no music, which I normally do when I am down, but I wasn't just down. just saw no point in trying. I constantly fell apart and had anxiety attacks. But I I tried everything. I wrote petitions. I watched my friends play three-hour gigs to try and raise some money. And I showered like never before. I never loved showers, but they seemed to have a healing effect on my psyche. I stepped in, maybe sometimes even crying, and came out clean and calm. Sometimes maybe even with a plan. We did yoga every morning and I loved it. That was the first time we did it together, me and my boyfriend. And it helped. we helped each other getting up in the morning. I meditated and I did breathing exercises. But what seemed to work the best were grounding exercises. If I had a panic attack or a anxiety attack, actually mo- most most of those I had, most. <laughs> Most of those. I mostly had anxiety attacks. Um, uh, what seemed to work the best were grounding exercises. Choose a colour, like green, and find four things that are green. Like a plant, someone's car, a sign, some colour on a some artwork. It distracted me from the anxiety. It didn't fix me, but it brought me back to reality. Because an attack made me less of who I am, and he scared me to meet the side of me that I've never seen before. Carl developed his own technique where he would hold me so I wouldn't collapse. And then he would walk me around the flat until I calmed me down. I'm so grateful for that boy, since I don't know what I would have done without him. So that was the initial effect of sudden employment. Except I had not really been employed, because I am self-employed. So I guess I was unwillingly without work, (laughs) without choice. So there I was, unexpectedly unemployed. Broke like never before, without friends or human contact, except Kyle. Locked inside and with a growing anxiety. So I joined an online therapy that I found through Instagram. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And I also tracked uh, my mood with this app called Mood Path. It definitely exists on Android. I don't know if it exists on Apple. But it's amazing. I, I love being able to it asks you questions. And it tracks your mood three times a day. And then after two weeks, it gives you like a report and some insights and stuff. The app has a premium feature, but I, I've never, I've never used the premium feature. It unlocks a lot of things when you've done the two-week report. I don't know what I'm telling you this, but this is just, oh yeah, I like it a lot. So, if you like it, you could check it out. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I joined online therapy and service called BetterHelp, and after almost a week, I got paired with a counselor. Once I did, I realized I had done a lot of work during the first few months. The counselor gave me a little nudge and I did it. I started this podcast. Yay! Um, so now I've been to Sweden for a little while and I've had some conversations with other people. One of those people, one of my dad's girlfriend, Jana, she told me that she once had a job for the municipality or, well, community or, yeah, county. She told me that uh, it was a job helping the long-term unemployed. The main thing was to take them around to museums and other things and get them to do as many activities as possible to get new hobbies and pursuits. She had figured out what these people were good at or what they had, what skills they had, and she tried to pair them up with companies that she could get hold of to get them work placements. And uh, sometimes they even got jobs after it. It said that it was a successful endeavorment and about 80% got a job at the end of it. It was about getting to know them, learn what makes them tick and what hidden skills they had. So, after hearing about Jana's job and hearing about Adam Smith, the economist and philosopher who came up with a wage system, who even points out that we become less than what we are during these menial tasks, And we have psychologist Barry Schwartz, who says the system is broken and most people need something else than monetary compensation, that it should be a fun and giving and sometimes even meaningful job. We have human rights activist Muhammad Ali telling us the devastating consequences of weighthood. And finally, we have me, stuck in weighthood and how quickly my mental health declined. And it brings me to my final point. It's important to do a job that you enjoy. It's not about the money, but we are in a system where we have to make some to be able to participate in society. Before this all happened, I would always say, money, I can always make more of that. But it's hard to do that when my whole industry is down and 900 people apply to the same jobs. We need to accept the situation that this is a world pandemic. And I exist in this insanity I call life. So, I take a breath and I start making a plan. I love planning, so if you need help, I can always help you. (laughs) So, once again, it's important to recognize the little wins. And as my best friend says, even if it's just getting out of bed and having a shower. Thank you for today. for listening to my podcast and he went like this podcast. podcast i hope you enjoy my talk today please write me please let me know your stories please please everything was recorded and produced and edited by me Yours truly, Linnea Kempe. That's me. You can find my email address, and it went like this, podcast at gmail.com. And on social media, my tag is, and it went like this, podcast. Because, you know, let's keep it simple.